0: Today, I am here to give you the assurance
1: that I have not forgotten you. If we want to see the new evangelization become more than just jargon, if we want to see it grow legs and gain traction and change the world, we have got to take seriously our responsibilities as husbands and fathers and especially as sons of God. I want to propose to you then that something that our world is desperately in need of in the midst of this crisis is Catholic Christian masculinity. If you want to be a good father, then bring your children to confession with you.
0: I can't get there unless I become a man of ascesis, a man of asceticism, a man of
1: training. A man not doing penance, a man not disciplined. is not a man. You guys have up your game. You know what guys, I got to say I I love this the concept of man show. Warning. The Catholic man show is about to begin. <laughs>
0: Welcome to the Catholic Man Show, we're on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. Raise them up. Adam Minahan. Raise them up. Sitting here with my best bud, David Niles, with Juan on the keys. If you're listening live, you got an opportunity, what an opportunity for you to listen to our intro twice, to really get excited. What a blessing,
1: what a blessing really. To
0: get excited about the show. Yeah. That is what you had the opportunity to do. Dave, I'm pumped about this week. This is going to be a crazy week yeah, for us. Yeah, I, I also am very excited about this week. I'm, I'm excited yet... Uh, Get to go to Phoenix. Yes, so on Wednesday, not, Wednesday morning, we're going to give a talk to the St. Bernard's men's group.
1: Very early. Very early. At a manly, manly early hour.
0: So I'm flying back to Tulsa on Tuesday at my, hopefully... Let's pray. Pray, everybody. God say willing. say a prayer God that my my plane arrives back into Tulsa at ten thirty at night, and then at five five o'clock is it five or five thirty? Uh, five thirty. At five thirty in the yeah. morning, we're giving a talk to the uh, St. Bernard's Men's Group. Uh, is the talk on friendship? Yes. The well, friendship discipleship. Uh, yeah, in the context of. Discipleship. Okay, so we're giving that talk, and then on Thursday we head out to one of my favorite dioceses outside of the outside of the diocese of Tulsa in Eastern Oklahoma, which yeah. is the Diocese of Phoenix, yeah. with Bishop uh, Olmstead, Thomas Olmstead, Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. We're gonna get a chance. Juan is gonna be going with us. We're gonna get. We're gonna go to the uh, el, Phoenix. El, el Juan. El Juan will be going with us. We'll be uh, going to the Phoenix Men's Conference. This is our fourth time to go there, which I'm super pumped about. Like, I'm so thankful yeah. that they're willing to uh, have too. us to be a part of that the conference. Me too. Um, we're gonna, so we're gonna get a chance to interview Bishop Olmsted. We're gonna get a chance to talk to Father John Hollowell. I'm hoping that we get a chance to interview with him. I am sure that we will. And Father John Parks, I really want to interview
1: Father John Parks while we're there. Yeah, I'd like to get him on the show somehow. That would be hard to do because he doesn't a, I don't know if man. I don't know if he travels you know, right. know if he does that sort of stuff So
0: most of those interviews are going to be available to our Patreon members yeah. only we're yeah. not going to make a uh, episode it'll be a member uh, in- interviews for our Patreon members you can you can go to Patreon and look up the Catholic Man Show and, and become a patron and get those interviews so I'm, I'm really excited about that also we're leaving a day early so that we get a chance to go play golf in Phoenix. We've in got February, some, we
1: have some extra work to do. Uh, just really checking some of the landscaping. Um, we're, we're doing, you could say, a, a grass audit of a specific selection of of the Phoenix area. Yeah, going to be auditing some of the the terrain, the turf, which will be fun. Yeah, I'm really through different s- methods.
0: I, th- I think it'll be fun to see how well our golf game is in February. I I went to go. I went to Top Golf this last weekend and, and yeah. tried my swing out.
1: I saw the video you sent me. I don't think you were swinging hard enough. That's
0: I, that's the problem. I wasn't swinging. Hard if you that. watch
1: the pros, they kill it. Right. They okay. Swing so if you really want to be hard. like the pros, you right. have to swing. I, I like as hard as you can. I've seen them. Right. They, that's, mean, that's what, what they, they do. do. Right. That's what they do. Right. Be like them.
0: So anyway, I'm really excited about doing that. And then we have right after that we have the Oklahoma men, we men's have the Oklahoma, conference. Oklahoma men's yeah. conference, and then we're going to. I mean, we have we have a list of places that we're going to be going
1: soon. The Oklahoma men, you know, I know that people might not think like, oh, Oklahoma men's conference. You know, Oklahoma is not exactly known as a Catholic place. But let me just tell you, after traveling around the country, uh, only a little bit, but like seen a good handful of other conferences. The Oklahoma men's conference is top notch.
0: It is. It, and there's like 1,100, uh, 1, 1,200 guys yeah. that show up for the Oklahoma Men's Conference, which is really good
1: for... It's, I mean, it's a sellout. It's a sellout crowd.
0: Yes. So I'm really excited about that as well. Today, we're going to be drinking Stranahan's.
1: But not just any Stranahan's. This is from where'd the, where'd uh, it we had right, right here. Yeah, but we had another one.
0: Uh, it's down here. Okay. Uh, I'm bringing it up in here in just a second. So Stranahan's, dude, listen to this. So here's how Stranahan's started. There was a Tell me. There was a volunteer firefighter. Okay. Who answered the call that there was a barn on fire, so he went to go help, and it turns out the guy's barn was Mr. Stranahan, don't remember his first name, but- okay. uh, And he is a beer and whiskey connoisseur. Gotcha. And they started talking after they put out the fire, big, big point, after they put out the fire. Yeah,
1: Okay. Uh just a regular barn not not like a whiskey barn No not
0: not a whiskey just a barn. barn just a barn
1: regular barn stuff
0: And they started talking and realized they they had whiskey in common they really enjoyed it and so they're the ones who started Trinahan's. Oh he, he was
1: the owner of Flying
0: Dog the beer connoisseur Oh the beer connoisseur was the owner of Flying Dog as well that's what Juan just told us oh. So I wasn't I wasn't aware of that So anyway uh Juan went up to Colorado about a year ago Picked up this bottle of Stranahan's. It's cask strength. We've done a, a bottle of Stranahan's before a, yeah. a while back ago, uh, but this one is cask strength, so it's one hundred nine point nine proof. So it's going to be it's going to be strong. Uh, one of the good things about Stranahan's new bottles is that it, one you, of their signatures is they have this little tin, the, the tin on top. Uh, however, it's now twist unscrew off
1: you, you, because you what, used to have to take like a grinder. I have literally seen videos of people with this thing in a vise unable to pull the cap off and so like having to g- literally grind the top off so that they could drink the whiskey.
0: Yeah, and there's there were some people who would grab because it was it some, sometimes it was stuck on there really good sometimes it wasn't. They would grab this silver top, lift it and it would break and they would it would, it would, it would, fall, it out. would fall out. So they 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 got smart. And put a a, a I screw like that. on there. I like it. So I'll let you open it, Dave, and oh, I'll let you, you I'll let you pour them. Uh, the th- the cool thing about uh, so we'll, we'll, Stranahan's, we'll pour, I, I,
1: got, I got you one. One. We'll you pour we'll, we'll pour Juan's glass first, since the cool thing about
0: Stranahan's is that Stranahan's was one of the the uh, first like fifty whiskeys that we tried on the show, and we actually have. A bottle that i that i have that i have not opened yet it's from one of the distillers from strain of hands and he made it specifically for us yeah I'll, I'll put it on my camera and it says on the label it says warning contains high levels of manliness so he made it just for us for for the catholic man show it's pretty epic um it's really cool so anyway it says warning contains high levels of manliness it's a uh it, it's not the cast strength. It's just the regular strain the regular. of hands. Uh it's not opened. I probably will not open it for I don't know when I would open they, it. But.
1: They sent one to both of us and I didn't have the patience uh that you did. So I drank mine a long time ago.
0: Yeah. So anyway, okay, we're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass.
1: Cheers to Jesus. Do you think the color is any different in this?
0: Compared to the other strain of hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think two. I think it's very similar.
1: Hmm. You can on, always tell uh, on the on nose it, if, it's, it's, if it's if it's cast strength. strength, yeah.
0: Yeah, it it's very it, it's it's a strong smell, but you get a lot of the malted barley right immediately. Totally. Is is what I what What are those tasting notes? Say? So these
1: are from whiskey dot net. These are uh, community tasting notes. Okay. So on the nose, they're saying malt, cooked fruit. Peach, allspice, and honey.
0: Okay, I get a l- I, I get the sweetness. I don't, I don't know if I necessarily. I'm, peach, I'm I'm trying
1: to yeah trying to get even the honey. I'm not. I, I do get a sugar. I don't get allspice. But hmm
0: hmm. Okay, so it's
1: very aggressive. If you
0: like rye whiskey, I think you would like this as well.
1: Yeah, this isn't a rye, but it's not it, a rye. It is, but it's very aggressive. Yeah. It's definitely in a rye vein.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, and it's a, it's very strong. I mean, it's a 109 proof, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's gonna be it's gonna be strong. Yeah, it's hot. it's kind of got that a hot
1: flavor, not spicy. The
0: end. The finish is not very very long. I thought it would be longer for a, a cask I squished strength. it
1: all around my mouth, and so mine's really lasting a lot longer.
0: Okay. Well, maybe maybe that's just my, my fault, but it, it doesn't seem like that there was near as long heavy finish as what I thought there would be. Yeah, let, well, we'll have to see. Let me see. I, I Let's see. It says, let's see on here. It says, This bottle of Strain Hands Rocky Mountain Single Malt hmm. was hand-selected by Master Distiller Rob Diedrich. Uh, every barrel is unique and yields a one-of-a-kind cast strength whiskey.
1: It is Staff Single Barrel number 13. Number 13. Lucky number 13. No, num,
0: lucky number 13. Not
1: that we believe in luck here on the Catholic Man Show, but all the same. I do like that... We do believe in significant numbers. Hey, Juan, what's the uh, what's the price tag on this? Mid-50s. 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 Only get it in the distillery. Only get it in the distillery. Kind of makes it even more special.
0: Okay. There's other... Uh, there's other whiskeys that they have out, like the Sherry Cast. They have a Sherry Cast that's come out. They have the regular, and they also have a a, a single barrel, but it's not cast strength that is available outside of
1: um, the well, well, distillery. Yeah, available at distribution.
0: At distribution. So this is a really this is a really nice. It'll be interesting to see how how yeah. it shapes let's keep, up. Let's keep trying it. All right, we'll be right back.
1: Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles, here with Adam Minahan and Juan Posada in the house. One thing we didn't mention about this whiskey here on the tasting notes in this uh, website that I pulled up—sure. On the the taste, one of the tasting notes on the tongue: digestive biscuits. Just figured I'd throw that out there. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know what a digestive biscuit is. Nor do Maybe I. Maybe I, I should know. Maybe I'm missing something in my life. I feel like you're not. <laughs> I feel like that. it's better to not know. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, How's, that is one of the tasting notes. Okay.
0: How's ex- Exodus 90 going for you so far?
1: Uh, not bad. What is it, like day 12, day 10? Yeah, twelve, thirteen, Somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think I have got my minimum 20 minutes of prayer in every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think like, oh, a couple times I have still failed to do my examination of conscience. At the end of the night? Not on purpose. Right. I just forget to do it. Right. Dude, I've lost a lot of weight. I've lost six pounds. I've lost eight. Have you? Since I started, yes. Well, you need to eat. Well the problem, yeah during meal times only only right only right well, so what's your uh, what's your go to so far for what are you going to what discipline are you relaxing on sundays so the first
0: the first sunday was tv but that wasn't necessarily my choice it was that i was going over to my parents house and i just knew that everybody was going to be watching the TV.
1: Mm, that is hard.
0: Uh, and so I, I didn't necessarily
1: because it's like if the TV is on, that's one thing. But if everybody's sitting down to watch, watch it, it,
0: yeah. And they were watching a football game, which you're forced I was, into it. I was interested in the football game. Yeah, that's but, okay. But yeah. I, I, it wasn't like that would have been what I would have chosen for that Sunday. Yeah. So the first Sunday I did the TV. The second, this Sunday I did. I, I, I had a. I went to American Slayer and got a couple of beers.
1: Nice. Which have been very nice. Last Sunday, I did I did alcohol, uh-huh. but then I realized that's a bad choice. I can actually go without that. What I can't go without is like brownies. Ooh, mm. you know what I mean. And the Lord has seen fit to show this to me that He He has put so much in my life lately. Like not just any cookies. I'm talking like Merritts Bakery cookies. You know, and just all of this. Just fantastic looking stuff, and it's like, yeah, I didn't realize how much how I like dessert. Right, I like it. One of
0: things, one of the benefits has definitely been I've I've been killing it reading.
1: I've been knocking out books that I've been wanting like that. I've I have (sighs) been reading less. I have less time for reading. Oh really? Because I've
0: been been reading way more.
1: Like because one thing I'll do is read in adoration, and now my time in adoration is. More filled up between, you know, in just silent meditation. Mm. So I'm losing 20 minutes in adoration. I'm doing it at
0: night after I put the kids down.
1: See, what I'm doing is because I have a adoration chapel basically across the street from my office. I'm trying to get to work. I I swing by the adoration chapel before before work, Mm. which is really nice. Mm -hmm. Anyway, let's talk about our man gear.
0: Okay, before we do, can I can I can I just
1: if it's if it's quick it's Adam, very quick. I'll allow it. So,
0: time. one of the, one of the books that I've been hitting on is The Peepster, which I just I can't suggest him enough, Joseph yeah, yeah. And th- this small little book by Ignatius, it's a, it's a brief reader on the A
1: lot of his books are concise, very, very readable, easy approachable. Even yeah. though sometimes he's a little heady, but at least it's not a tome.
0: Uh, so, this book, is called "A Brief Reader on the Virtues of the Human Heart." Let me just read you the wow. first sentence of this book. Okay, tell me if you like this or you dislike. Is it poetic?
1: It. He is a poetic writer. Uh,
0: just tell uh, me if yeah, you like yeah, this. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Virtue is the utmost of what man can be. It is the realization of the human capacity of being. That is the first sentence
1: of his book. I like it.
0: Is that not epic? Like to me, it it's is like, the
1: utmost of what man can be. I mean, it, by definition, it is because virtue is the power of man. So if you have power, it must be virtue. Uh, if it's not a virtue, it's not actually a power that you have.
0: And it's a realization of the human capacity of being. Yeah, it was like bam. That if if you had to start a, a book with one sentence, that is on virtue. That is a
1: that's that's sweet, a sweet. So- that, that one's pretty solid. There was one sweet. I found in uh, the four cardinal virtues that was like, it was poetic, deep, philosophical. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was this deep philosoph- philosophical sentence just wrapped in this the beauty of poetry. It, it's like, when it was I read really it, I good. said, that is a perfect sentence.
0: We, uh, I've been reading John Sr. as well, The Restoration of Christian yeah, Culture, yeah. and we're going to be having Scott Hambrick on pretty soon to talk to about, talk about that. John Sr., yeah. which I'm really excited about. Yeah, as well.
1: his his qualities and some of his his shortcomings, maybe. Who knows? But. Yeah,
0: and what Father Bethel thinks
1: of John Sr. Because yeah. he
0: read uh, Father Bethel's really, I mean, it's like 400 and some odd
1: page yeah, book. Yeah, I have that book. I just bought it. You did? Well, I bought it at the camp out. Oh, you did? I haven't read it yet.
0: Well, it's like a 400 page book, and it's...
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't I, when I bought it, I don't remember thinking, that's a big book. But it's not a small book.
0: And it's, it's a tough read, is what I've heard. Okay. But... Anyway, good. Well, well, I like hard,
1: I like hard things. We can get. He's a, a man. So here's the man gear. gear for today.
0: This is a gear that I think is not a good man
1: gear. <laughs> that's an inside joke. Okay, <laughs> this is a gear that I proposed. What might look like just
0: a two a, years ago, and Dave said no. That's no. a stupid gear. Yeah, I and, did say that. And here we are. I didn't.
1: I'm not sure I used those words. Okay, but. It was early on, and I think that I was saying like we have. There's other more obvious, like actual gear things you might wear, accoutrement of a man. However, this is awesome. Are you satisfied, Adam, with with that? Are you satisfied? If you're watching the the, the YouTube video, I think they'd be would be aware. Are you satisfied? Sure. Because I want to make sure you're satisfied before we keep going. Very, very. Okay inside are a lot of things wait oh, you, you can't didn't, see. it's a canister I said it might look like a silver canister but you were too busy going on with sorry. your own, with your prideful self over sorry. there okay sorry through my fault very grievously of you okay so inside it's a uh, it's a, a travel holy kit mm-hmm. I forget exactly what it's called look there's stuff inside inside holy water crucifix. Salt. Exercise salt. Oil. Well, when you get it, it won't be blessed because you cannot sell blessed items.
0: Okay. What he did was he sent that as a gift to he us. He gave this to yeah, us. Okay. And so he gotcha.
1: had, he the ones he gave to us, he was had already, exercised. I'm sorry. Okay. But there is oil. Um, salt, oil. A rosary. A rosary. And then a bunch of these.
0: That, they need to know what, uh, what these are. Oh,
1: right. These are Benedictine medals and miraculous medals. Yes. A lot of those. And then there's also instructions on here on how to make sure you get everything blessed, how to use sacramentals, all the sacramentals appropriately. Um, but what we do, there's a lot of stuff that comes with it. What we do is we keep it, this, in our suitcase. We just leave it in there mm-hmm. so that when we go to pack... It's already there. It's already in the suitcase because I have um I just some holy water that I got on it like a keychain and I said, "Oh, this would be great for traveling." Because I've got holy water at home, but I always forget to take it with me.
0: Yeah, and this is from dot CatholicSacramentals, uh, .org.
1: .org. catholicsacramentals.org. Phenomenal website. And, uh, and they are blessed already. These are blessed. He put cuz he he put this stick. This uh, these cans were for like a separate fundraiser that he put together. Okay. But the ones he sells on his website, the contents will not be blessed. Okay. Um, and so it's just perfect. Uh, there are other things. The Catholic Woodworker has a another kind of traveling kit. traveling kit like this. Um, but uh, he, whenever he goes to like a hotel, the first thing he does is find a place to hang the crucifix. You know, set up like a little prayer altar. Um, you could, there's plenty of room in, in this can to put some other stuff if you right. wanted to, sure. um, like some candles or maybe another statue. So, uh, it's just great to have. Cause when you travel, it's so easy to get out of your routine of prayer. That's the truth, man. I, it's like, it, it happens to me almost every time I travel mm-hmm. where it's like, ah, oh, because I'm such a routine guy, right? And so if I don't have if I'm not going through that routine, I it all falls apart. My whole life falls apart. You know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a
0: if a per, it's a perfect canister that has basically all the sacramentals that you need. Right. In a very compact you know,
1: Yeah, space. and right now space. if you go to his homepage, it's it's there on the homepage. CatholicSacramentals. Catholicsacramentals.org. <laughs> also just check out his other website. Everything that he has on there, it's run by a buddy of ours. Everything that he has is heirloom quality. Like it if you order something from his website, it will be exquisite.
0: Yeah, it's very. Yeah, I agree with you. Um,
1: because he that's I just
0: bought, I bought the Suma from him.
1: Yeah, yeah, in in that like five volume set with mm-hmm. that's very like scrolly and awesome.
0: What, what one of the things about when I when I do travel is this is why I, I like this thing is because like you said you get out of you get out of rhythm. Yeah, and in, in my house it's very easy to to orient myself back towards God because we have a lot of. Art. We have a lot of crucifixes all over the right, place. and your
1: is right there at the foot of your bed. Right, when you 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 see it, and it's like, oh, I need to pray. I need to pray. And for me, if I, as soon as I walk out of my room, there's my prayed. There's my or, little oratory. Right. So it, I I can't there's forget reminders. about it. Yeah.
0: This this provides that reminder to make sure that like no 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 I need to I need to be praying. I need to make sure. Also, it's just really good to be
1: blessing wherever you are with holy water. Right, because like let's be honest, uh, you don't. In your hotel room, it might not actually be like that holy of a place, okay? You don't know right. what's been going on in that room like the day even earlier when you got there. So, throw in a little little uh, exercise salt around the joint. Not a bad idea, you not know a what a I'm saying? Idea. It not ain't gonna idea. hurt.
0: It's great for a guy who's he's traveling.
1: Totally. He travels a lot.
0: Yeah. I'll be taking that and I'll also be taking my uh, little ultra set from... Catholic woodworkers as well when I'm traveling. Nice. So when we get back, we're going to talk about Catholic spirituality. Part again, two. Based off of everybody's recommend, uh, re- request. Yeah. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Sipping a little bit of Stranahan's Single Barrel Cast Strength, brought to you by Juan Posada. Just got done talking about a little sacramental canister. What do you call it? Is that is that an appropriate... It's called a travel kit. Okay.
1: I uh, had it pulled up on my phone earlier.
0: CatholicSacramentals.org.
1: But I cleared it away. Unintentionally. Yeah. Okay. That's something I did.
0: One of the... One of the episodes that we did recently was on Catholic spirituality. Uh, three episodes ago, I think, and we had a lot of great feedback from it. Surprisingly. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, I thought I thought oh, it was a good episode, but I did, but we had people ask for more, so so what we decided to do is well, we'll just there's we'll do plen- a couple more because there were a couple that we didn't get to that I wanted to get to,
0: right? And so we're we're just expanding on this the Catholic spirituality that we had a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we did. Remind us what we did. We did okay.
1: So yeah, if it might be a good idea if you didn't hear the other one to go back and listen to it. Three episodes ago, uh, we did Benedictine, Mm -hmm. Franciscan, Dominican, and Ignatian. I like to say Ignatian spirituality, not Jesuit spirituality, for obvious reasons.
0: And you made the claim that you thought most people would uh, prefer Ignatian, like. Would prefer Ignatian spirituality. Whether
1: or not you inherently have an Ignatian spirituality, the spiritual exercises, which essentially wraps all of that, is kind of what Ignatian spirituality is. It brings all of those facets together, is designed for everybody.
0: See, I think that if I was going back and I was discerning a vocation and I decided, like, I'm going to discern the priesthood of some sort. Yeah. I would definitely see how I would react to a very rigid, structured day, like the Benedictines at Clear Creek Monastery, mm-hmm. where it's very structured, very rigid. Prayer, work, prayer, work, prayer, work. Yeah. And just see how I would react to that because I there's a like I think that I'd like almost romanticize about it, like oh that would be so awesome. Yeah. yeah exactly. And, and I don't know exactly how I would feel.
1: Just so manly, just praying and working. And
0: working. And- yeah. I don't know exactly how I would feel on day three of doing this. Right,
1: or day 30.
0: Right, I'm not sure. So it'd be interesting to see how that would play out, but it's attractive to me from the outset.
1: When we were in uh, Clear Creek in October for the camp out, one day we got out of mass and I was walking back to the, the campsite and there was this monk outside in his habit and I have on a coat... My like snow boots. I mean, it was cold. It was very cold. And I'm and wet. Yeah, it was very, very wet. And I look over and there's a monk in kind of a jacket in Birkenstocks with no socks. Wow. Outside working. Just working. Way harder than me. Like, you know, no like it's deal. nothing. Just working. Wow. No socks on. It was freezing in Birkenstocks. And that's Tough when dude. I realized. I'm a wimp. Yeah, like I am a wimp. <laughs> <laughs> what well, What are the
0: four that you want to do? Okay. Today, so we so we did those well, four well, last I, time.
1: I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, give away the ending. So not Uh-oh. that there is like a big ending, but let's just go through them one at a time. Okay. Fair okay? enough. So uh, one of the, one of the ones we mentioned last time that we didn't actually get to cover was the as a Carmelite spirituality. Mm-hmm. Okay. We so, did
0: shout out uh, the Frank Fryer. Yes. Nicholas. Yeah. A great follow on Twitter, Facebook, and whatever mm-hmm. for more Carmelite spirituality. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so Carmelite spirituality is kind of difficult to tie down because in the beginning of the order, they were hermits living in a cave. And then, at some point, they left the cave and came out into the cities and became a teaching. They were teachers. They were highly educated teachers. And then, at some point, they went back to being cloistered. You know, so it's like, what is a Carmelite spirituality? Because the order has changed over time. So uh, the Carmelite order is really one of reform. And so I think that most people would identify a Carmelite spirituality with the works of St. John of the Cross, St. Teresa of Avila, and St. Therese of Lisieux. Lisieux. Thank you for that correct pronunciation. Yes. Um, Especially St. John of the Cross. I mean, he's... And Saint Teresa. I mean, it's hard to say that one of them is, is bigger than the other, more influent, but to me, uh, The Dark Knight of the Soul is that's a, bo-
0: a book by Saint John of the Cross. A, it's a
1: book by Saint John of the Cross, and it's tough to get more powerful than that. I mean, that's that one resonated for me more than the some of the works of uh, Saint Teresa of Avila. That's just, but that's just me.
0: Have you read the Interior Castles or yeah. anything?
1: Yeah, Interior Castle. I was all excited about reading it, did not actually do much for me. And it may have been a book that just I wasn't ready for, you know? Like, I I will read it again someday sure, and probably get a lot out of it. But when I read it the first time, I wasn't. didn't get much out of it.
0: So part of one of the... Uh, and
1: and just for the record, I'm alone on that. I mean...
0: Yeah, you're, you're the I don't, minority. I don't
1: want to discourage someone from reading it because it is a, a, a work of spiritual depth, I know. Right. I just wasn't in... It wasn't ready. E- either I wasn't part ready of that it.
0: book or another book she read, uh, she wrote, was called "Way of Prayer," uh, and it was just a part of that book that ended up becoming its own little little book. Mm. And it was basically on the Our Father, how to meditate on the Our Father. Interesting. That book, like if you just look up the Way of Prayer by Teresa of Avila, that book really changed the game for me on the Our Father. And Haley's, H- I think Haley's been reading it slowly and it's like it's one of those books that you can read very very slowly and and get a lot out of yeah
1: so uh the cro- she she, she
0: uh, sorry to interrupt but she she said like i don't know how people can meditate past just the words our father she would like start the our father st Teresa of avila yeah she'd yeah. start the our father and not be able to get past yeah, the, the ne- never two, never the, progress the two words of our father right
1: yeah hours later she's still pondering that deep the mystery our which father is actually mind-blowing
0: Right, it's like wow that God. I am, I am so, but I'm so far away from being able to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, So are we? So am I. I mean, I have a mouse in my pocket. Uh, so the the motto of the Carmelite Order is "Zelo, zeladas sum pro Domino de Deo exercitum," mm. which of course means with zeal I have been zealous for the Lord, God of hosts. So with with the uh, Carmelite spirituality, you got to ask yourself: Do you feel the attachment of the? Do you feel like the attachments of day to day life get in the way of your relationship with Christ? Do you feel called to live a life of asceticism? Do the writings of Saint John of the Cross and Saint Teresa Teresa of Avila speak to you in a special way? Um, It's a very prayerful spirituality. It is, and so I think maybe the defining characteristic of the of the Carmelites, is the interior journey. So uh, St. John of the Cross and St. Teresa of Avila both write profoundly on the point how God exists within you, and you don't need to go out into the exterior world like the Franciscans do. You know, let just compare and contrast. The Franciscans are kind of known for being in nature, being out in the world. By contrast, the Carmelites are cloistered, typically, and go interiorly to find themselves. I mean, St. Teresa of Avila even named the book The Interior Castle. So it's an inward journey where they find God residing in the soul. Okay. Um, there are some, I think, dangers to doing that by yourself. You can end up in like a New Age movement. I mean, because the New Age movement, they do that. They go interiorly, and they, but they end up seeing themselves as God. Hmm. So as a Catholic, you'll be fine if you're doing, if you're doing it on Catholic Catholic terms, you know what I'm saying? Um, they meditate on the Word of God, liturgy, silence and, and solitude, asceticism, these are all things. Carmelite spirituality proposes silence and solitude as necessary prerequisites for prayer and contemplation. And it's not only exterior silence, but interior silence as well, um, which is why solitude is so important. Um, they put an emphasis on seeing suffering as part of God's plan for your own sanctification. So uh, that can be very easily seen in The Dark Night of the Soul. That was the book that, when I read it, I realized I shouldn't be afraid of the dark night. The dark night is actually. It's a progress. It's, it, it, count yourself lucky if it's something that you're experiencing. And I know, like, if you're in it right now, you don't feel lucky, right. you know, but um, it, is, it is a sign of God's love being poured out upon you, that he's sought to purify, He sought chosen you so special to purify you in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, also, St. Therese of Lisieux was a Carmelite. Lisieux. Yes, Thank you, oh, I'm sorry. You're welcome. Uh, so the next one I want to get to, we can just uh, broach the topic here, is Opus Dei. Um, I did not know this, but Opus Dei is not even officially Opus Dei. Opus Dei is their motto. The work of God Officially They are The prelature Of the Holy Cross That's the name Of the order Hmm Who knew
0: Not I And they don't
1: really They don't really They don't really seem to care To correct anybody On that point
0: Very interesting
1: Yeah But Opus Dei Is their motto uh, They They do go by Opus Dei So it's like It's kind of like They have a doing business As title You know what I'm saying
0: And that was That was by Jose Maria Escriva Escriva he was like Invin- me- he invented Twitter. Yeah, before he, Twitter, he was like the meme. He was like the meme writer before yeah. memes were even a thing.
1: Right. Yeah. He's just like, hey guys, you're gonna want this someday. You know, I just I finished uh, uh, uh,
0: uh, uh, Cardinal Serra's book, The Power of Silence. Uh, is it what? Silence. What's the, silence the Power of book? Silence. Power, yeah, Power of Silence. And he writes very similar to uh, Jose Maria Sguirra in that book, like where it's just like little chunks, little little tidbits, like. Here's a number and this thought, and here's a number and this thought, and I, I love like reading that from Jose Maria Escriva and yeah,
1: it gives you some. It's easy to meditate on.
0: Great for adoration and yeah. great for like as you're as you're working through the day, you just want to take a moment to pray or like to reorient your mind. You, yeah, you open it up. Open it up. Read a little. Pull out
1: something random. Yeah,
0: three three sentences, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, getting back into it. Yeah, so. Anyway, but we'll keep we'll keep going.
1: We're on the Lord's team,
0: winning side.
1: So raise your glass. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We're talking about different Catholic spiritualities. Why does it matter? Well, God gave us all different gifts. Some of those different gifts would be used in different ways. And the thing about God is that he's so great. There are many ways of approaching him, many ways of appreciating his creation, of which we are a part He's laid out a specific path for all of us to follow. We all have different paths, and because of that, we have different gifts in order to walk that path the way Christ desires, which means that we all are going to have a different way of approaching him. Um, That's one of the things that he said to the little flower. The reason why he made us all different is to add to the beauty of God's creation. Okay, so some of us are big roses, some of us are little flowers. Um, And so different spiritualities are a natural Outpouring of the variety and beauty of God's creation. If we were all the same, we would it wouldn't be as beautiful. But He made it uh, people as numerous as the the flowers of the field. So um, we're talking about some of the the different spiritualities today. Maybe you can find one that I that you identify with, and if you if you can, that can maybe help your prayer life, help the way you approach holiness. Um, sanctity, so um, it's just good to have a, a, a good grasp of some of these things, and you might not say, oh, I fit into one, but you might actually say, oh, I take some of this from that one, and I like the way this one does this over here. It's okay mm-hmm. to take pieces and parts from all of these and put them together, so. I'm really glad you you started out that way. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Ultimately, let me sum
1: up. Please. Ultimately,
0: it was like, how do we get closer to Jesus?
1: Yes, I love it. When, I, when you do research on all of these, they all pose it like, look, what makes us, what really makes a Carmelite spirituality is prayer. Oh, prayer. That's what makes you different from everybody else. Right. You know, so like they all are basically 99% the same, you know. The answer is Jesus. Jesus is the answer for all of them. But, you know, how do you find Jesus? uh so anyway there's different ways different strokes for different folks um
0: not that all of them are correct
1: no but we're all talking about correct ones we're only talking about correct i just ones. wanted to make sure yeah because we're only talking about catholic spiritualities there you go yeah so we we were talking about the opus Dei. um it's actually a newer a newer uh organization that has been founded it's not an official religious order um, I forget the actual title, but um, it's a little bit different. So, for the Opus Day, you have to ask yourself: Are you convinced that holiness is found in boardrooms and lunchrooms as well as chapels and churches? Um, and if if so, consider the Opus Day. So, the Opus Day, where the real spirituality is about taking your work, your daily tasks, and using them as your path to sanctity. Like if you are a teacher, then your teaching, your work. Is this is the work that God has given you, mm-hmm. and so you should offer it up as a way of being sanctified, and that you not only be, get sanctified through your work, but you sanctify your work through uh, this process.
0: It's one of those. It's one of those orders. Like when you hear it, you're like, "Yes, I should do that, but I, I should do better at that." And I have, I, I'm attracted towards that, but I mm-hmm. just am
1: terrible at it. Me too, dude. Me too. I've, I've I like,
0: don't want to like make a cold call for Jesus, right? Exactly. You know, like I don't like cold calls. Yeah, it's like
1: there's no way Jesus really. He'd. Oh, uh, fine. He probably does. He probably. He probably wants me to make a whole lot of them, actually. And right.
0: It's but like I can't. It's hard for me to take. Things that I'm doing in the secular world and apply them like no, this is for like I'm I'm offering this up for Jesus yeah for my family yeah anyway. so uh,
1: this particular on here the stuff I'm getting from op- on the Opus days is from the same article I pulled the last stuff from the last episode on which is escaping me at the moment but maybe it's first things maybe not maybe it was something else I don't remember actually but it's from that same article so there are three points to Opus Dei Spirituality. First is that they they stress integrating the secular into one's spiritual life. Rather rather than seeing everyday life as a problem to be overcome, it's part and parcel of where we sanctify ourselves. Second is an emphasis on work um, as a whole range of activities, uh, and they see that as the path to sanctity. And third is that they strongly stress the reality of being sons and daughters of God, um, to give an optimistic and positive tone to, to love. God really does love us and is concerned about each of us. Okay, so Opus Dei is the work of God. The work you're given is the work you're to be doing. So for the next spirituality, um, Adam, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to read the phrase to you, the motto. Okay. You can tell, I want you to guess what it is. Okay. Stat cruxdom volt vitur orbis.
0: Okay, in English?
1: The cross is steady while the world is turning.
0: That's... Uh uh, Francis de Sales. No. No.
1: So the questions you got to ask yourself for this spirituality.
0: I thought that was that was. Okay. No. Go
1: ahead. Do you experience clinically diagnosable levels of introvertedness? Do you struggle to remember the last time another person was actually inside your home? Is what others would call crushing loneliness your idea of a good vacation? If so, then a Carthusian spirituality <laughs> might be for you. <laughs> that, of course, is just a joke. I made all of that stuff up. Well, that is, a, that is actually the Carthusian motto that I just read, but uh, we're not going to talk about Carthusians today. They're, they're hermits and they just live all by themselves. So it's just a joke. They're incredibly holy people. Uh, and in fact, I think Father Donovan told me a story that one day at the Great Chartreuse in France, where the mother house is, uh-huh. they were doing this construction project. One thing about Carthusians is that they're buried in unmarked graves. Right. So, you know, it's been around for like a thousand years. They don't know where people were buried 800 years ago. So they were doing this construction project, and they were digging, and they kept digging up all these incorrupt bodies. that They had no record of people ever being buried here because they did it a long time ago before there were records. And it's like they asked the abbot, and he said, like, yes, well, this is the natural result of the religious life. This should be the result of religious... I mean, yes, of course, supreme holiness... Incorrupt, you know, like he wasn't shocked, but they had to cancel the construction project because they realized we can't build something here. This like a, it's a graveyard. It was, you know, wow. there's all these saints buried, and we if we yeah. keep digging them up, we might find more. And like we shouldn't do that. So wow, uh, the Carthusians, incredibly holy people. However, probably not your spirituality, unless of course the things I just read. Like yes, I do not I, like. People. I do experience clinically diagnosable levels of introvertedness. You know, um. So the next one I want to talk about is the Salesians, uh, named after Francis de Sales. Okay, so this is a little confusing because the the Salesian order was founded by St. John Bosco, but he founded it in honor of St. Francis de Sales. Okay. Okay, so the Salesian...
0: St. John Bosco was was a man who did not care about how other people felt about his, his thoughts.
1: A lot of saints are that way.
0: You know what? You're right.
1: Yeah. They just
0: like if you read some of St. John Bosco, he has some strong opinions about things.
1: Yes, and we were we are running out of time, so okay. we, we okay. got to really get through this. Okay. So I'm sorry, Go ahead. the Salesians order themselves. There, they they do a lot of teaching, um, but they do get they do pull a lot of their uh, writings or their uh, spirituality from St. Francis de Sales. Obviously, so their motto is damihi animus, caetera Tole, which means "Give me souls, take away the rest." Pretty good motto, I think. Um, so you ask yourself: Are you a people person who experiences God most in acts of gentleness, compassion, and optimism? Um, the Salesians they were founded by Saint John Bosco, as I said, and they're very, very similar in many ways to Opus Dei, in that they find and uh, take the ordinary things of life and sanct and seek to sanctify them. Except one one difference is that um, they do it with an outward they put an emphasis on an outward disposition of humility, gentleness, civility and optimism. So they would never do anything by force, almost like a pacifist. Uh, okay. they they the, their way is love, never by force.
0: intro to enter the devout life is 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 the bomb. If you if you mm-hmm. need a, a spiritual director, and you can't find just one just the other day. Yeah, if if you need a spiritual director, you can't find one. Read intro devout life. Yeah,
1: and then read it again. And then read it again.
0: It's a yearly read.
1: So uh they would say that humility, living in self truth about who we are, both positive and negative, that's humility. And humility leads us to gentleness towards our neighbor because one is so aware of his or her own needs, his or her own needs and weaknesses that one tends extends to another person similar understanding and compassion. Civility and respect must be the mark and behavior of a truly gentle, devout Christian. And because we have a savior, we are always optimistic.
0: Man, civility and respect, the mark of a true uh, Christian, does not reflect Twitter.
1: (laughs) And Catholic Twitter, specifically. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Um, so finally we have the Vincentians.
0: Vincentians?
1: Vincentians, after St. Vincent de Paul. De Paul? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, They don't have a motto because... uh, he does he didn't actually found an order specifically however uh, the missionaries of charity are founded oh mother teresa's no
0: is it, oh, no that's not missions of
1: charity no they they're uh whatever that no that not them okay not them uh so vincent vincent of charity um think of uh la Barre, um saint la Barre, uh the one who the first american born woman uh she founded all the schools uh drexel no but kath anyway um so the, the the motto of the missionaries of charity uh is caritas christi urgent nos which means the charity of christ urges us so for them do you feel attraction towards corporal works of mercy especially works of service for the poor um, one thing that we learned from St. Vincent is that he teaches us to see Christ in the poor and suffering, so much so that the poor become our lords and masters, and we their servants. I mean, that's a, that's a, a pretty powerful statement. Um, Vincentian sp- spirituality is centered around this concept. Jesus said, whatever you did for the least of my brothers, that you did unto me.
0: Okay, is Elizabeth Ann Seton? Elizabeth Ann Seton, yes. Thank you, Margot and
1: Kathy. I, kn- I knew that someone would would come through us. Elizabeth Ann Seton.
0: So, which one do you uh, associate with Bette the most out of those four?
1: Out of these four, I would say Carmelite, because I, I I really dig Saint John of the Cross. I
0: want to be more Carmelite because it's more mysticism. I wear prayer. the brown. I wear the brown scapular. Right, yeah. me as well. Great job, man. Thank you. We'll be in Phoenix
1: soon. I have a bonus one for us after this episode. Okay. We'll keep it going.
0: Okay.